Hello, this is Kate Magic and you're listening to the Raw Living Podcast. Raw Living is Europe's leading raw foods and superfood supplier. I founded the company in 2002. And in this interview series, I talk to some of the people behind uh, the companies that we offer on our shop to find out more about what they do. Um, what is the ethos behind the company and particularly not just the processing in the in the products like the ingredients they use and how they put everything together but also how do they show respect for the environment how do they treat their workers Um, most companies in this industry put a huge amount of integrity and dedication into providing products that are really benefiting uh, the people and the planet so I wanted to provide insights into that when you're shopping with these companies you're not just investing in your health you're investing in a better world for us all This week, my guest is Simon Ranger of Sea Greens, who are at the forefront of seaweed research and development and produce an innovative range of sea vegetable products. Hello, Simon. Yeah, hi, Kate. Lovely to hear you. Um, I'm very, very well. Um, I, I just wanted to refer back to that wonderful book that you wrote, Raw Living, that was your second book in 2007. Yes. And you had at least a half a dozen recipes in there um, using, I think, mainly the culinary ingredient. Yeah. Which is a kind of uh, dried um, seaweed granular form, rather like ground-up pepper. Uh, Doesn't taste like ground-up pepper, but it looks like it. And it's something you can put in almost anything, isn't it? And it's been yes. one of you, and it's been a mainstay uh, for you. Yes. Um, and you're also selling the, the mineral salt, I think, right. which, is, which is half half of that culinary ingredient and half uh, uh, organic, you know, proper, real sea salt, mm-hmm. which is wonderful because it gives you the taste of, um, it gives you the taste of salt without the, the overdose of sodium chloride. Um, interestingly enough on that, I don't know whether you ever know, knew, but there was, um, there was some research done which showed that, and this is, this is horrendous uh, to hear about it, but it was, it was research done uh, before we started Seagreens, but it was on um, rats. You know, they always do these tests on rats or things. And they found that if they gave them 100% sea salt up to the point where they had, uh, they would then have a heart attack. So they would, they would keel over and die from too much salt. Then they gave them exactly the, the, the same amount of salt, but with half, half salt and half the same seaweed that we're using. And they were perfectly healthy. So it showed that there was a balancing out of the sodium chloride, so very much. It's a it's a very very healthy way of, of using salt, but also getting the complete range of minerals and trace elements and balancing that whole you know mineral element in your diet just you by just, by including seaweed. Can you just start by introducing us to um, the company and what you do for people that aren't familiar? Okay. Yes. Um, sea greens, um, wild harvested 
native seaweeds from the British Isles and Nordic region. Um, and we've been, this is our 20th, uh, 20th year, it's our 20th anniversary. And we're in, Sea Greens is now in, in most, of the, most of the health food stores. And moreover, um, we, as, as you've been using our seaweed, um, we're, we sell our seaweed ingredient to all kinds of um, other brands like, like Pucker, um, like Heath and Heather uh, teas, like, like uh, Viridian supplements and uh, Clear Spring and so on. And I know that you've got a number of your products in the health food stores uh, with a little bit of sea greens in your, your formulas. Yeah, we put it in the salad sprinkle and also the um, out of the woods powder. Yeah, and uh, we, we use that. We, we, we love those, they're really, really great. Um, and so that's the sort of thing that we do. Uh, the brief, brief, uh, brief snapshot of sea, sea greens. Um, we actually started uh, 1998. We we launched Sea Greens in Brighton, where you used to live, yeah. at the Hotel Metropole on the seafront, uh, the Natural Products Show, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but that was where we, where we started uh, with with three little products, three little consumer products. Um, there was the culinary ingredient that you're, that you sell, um, the, the salad and condiment, which is a delightful, very small seaweed, which we break into pieces so that you can put it in your vegetables or add it to pastas or whatever. And we're doing many more of those. Um, and we also made capsules, which is purely for ease of use and for the practitioners to use in, in nutrition therapy. Um, and those three little products, and, and we were also beginning to sell ingredients into uh, health food product manufacturers at that time. And today we have, we, we now harvest, and we had three, we were harvesting three species in Norway at that time. Since then we've developed five different harvesting locations in the British Isles and Nordic region in Norway, Iceland, Ireland, West Coast of Ireland, and in Scotland. And we now harvest five different native species. We've chosen the most nutritious of, of the seaweed species. It has taken us therefore around, you know, three to five years to, to develop a particular species to our standard. And we have, from the outset, we've, we've been, you know, absolutely obsessive about uh, quality and and being a raw food, um, and and producing producing seaweed dried to an absolutely consistent quality standard and nutrition profile, and having it produced um, without heat, and making sure that it's also you know without contaminants and so on is is a hell of a lot different than, and it's much more, more difficult than, than I ever imagined to begin with. And, and so we're up to five species and we have 15 different uh, forms of ingredients, which can be used in, in people's everyday food at home. And they're also used in, and as I say, in many different other products like yours. So that's, that's a sort of brief 
brief background. You do a lot of work around education around seaweeds as well. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, we we do, and and um, it's a it's a huge part because when when I started this, um, we used to go to health food stores and say that we've got these new seaweed products that they're you know they're not imported from from our native shores, and even the health food stores couldn't really get their head around it, and uh, all they had at the time I think was sort of either imported seaweed from the Far East, particularly Japan. Or they had kind of very cheap kind of, you know, um, Holland and Barrett type uh, tablets, capsules with, with uh, goodness knows what in it. And very, very cheap and, and quite, probably quite nasty. Um, and so we were, we were coming with a, a really quality product uh, for nutrition. And um, they, they didn't get that. Um, and um, we, we sort of... We, we, we had to find a way of, of, of bringing seaweed as, a, as, a, as an idea, as, as, a, as part of your everyday diet to, to the public. So we, in, in, in 2010, we started the Seaweed Health Foundation. And ever since then, really, we've been running, for example, we run these annual events uh, in Scotland and in other parts of the UK, where we, we bring together lots of seaweed products and we, you know, people can taste them and feel them and, and ask questions and and so on. So they're educative, uh, usually one or two day events, um, and that's that's a big thing. And we've we've done lots of writing and obviously talking and so on. So yes, education is is is, is an enormous part of it. And and out of this, um, over those yeah over these twenty years, I mean, seaweed seaweed has become. Um, very much part of the mainstream. It's it's in the mainstream media. Uh, it's in a lot of the supermarkets and so on. So we're getting there, but it's still early days, I think. Yeah. And um, I think um, there are there are sort of the, the understanding of why people should use seaweed or what's what's the great benefit. Um, That's my next question. <laughs> Can yeah, you summarise for us some of the benefits? Yes, I think I think. The, you know, it's it's not complicated, and and um, I mean, first of all, let's take sea greens because we we have this now this range of eight or nine consumer products that have been developed specifically, um, not kind of for the gourmet market where you have to you know do something very elaborate with with a dish to make it work. These are all things either in granular form or in small pieces or, or larger pieces that you can you can add to almost any foods. So I always say, you know, from from the nutritional point of view, uh, it doesn't matter uh, which products really you use. Uh, the great thing and what the body needs is is around a gram, which is, you know, just a quarter of a teaspoon of dried granulated seaweed. Not much to replace all the micronutrients, to bring back all the micronutrients. Um, the, the land is essentially all flows into the ocean. So the ocean is an enormous reservoir of nutrients and particularly minerals, which are the very things that we can't fabricate in our own bodies. We have to get those from the diet. In Japan, they've always said, you know, to children, like we say, have an apple a day it keeps the doctor away they, they will say 
uh, will you know have a have a bit of hijiki or something every day yeah. uh, to keep the doctor away because minerals are fundamental to every process in the body it's what really keeps everything moving and detoxes us and and and, and drives all the other processes so absolutely important and uh, it, it brings a balance to our diet that we can really only get and 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 the, and the ocean is is the place for soluble minerals they're all there so if you if you get good seaweed um, into your diet every day you're you're really if you like you're recycling all those nutrients back into your diet and you've got a, a broad range of, of all the nutrients in seaweed and, and not just all the minerals but you've got virtually all the, all the vitamins which is quite unusual yeah and you've got all the b group you've got um the k vitamins you've got h you've got you've got um you've got all the essential fatty acids in a, in a very good ratio um you've got a soluble a lot of a, a higher proportion of soluble fiber than is in uh, any land foods um so extremely good for the gut digestion um uh, a, a natural pro a natural prebiotic that that helps develop good gut flora and so on so there are many many things that are that are coming into the diet with the seaweed and then okay so it doesn't matter which products you really use it's a question of of getting a little bit of seaweed into your diet and not just every once every week you know with a, some sort of special meal which may be nice but nutritionally what the body needs is a little bit of this stuff every day not too much just a little and then it's a question of well how how do people want to use the seaweed and that's the real question um you know you you find all sorts of ways like you've done with different recipes different formulas um you like you you know i i i love putting a sort of dollop of the pelvisia this little tiny seaweed which is very balanced and, and uh, extremely good for kids actually for the, for the guts um putting that on a on a bowl of pasta you know uh something that i i eat quite a lot um and you find different ways of of easy ways of, of putting it into different foods and then so so how you want to use it then it then you then you can have capsules you can have a granular product like the culinary ingredient that you sell um you can have pieces and we're now the next year we will have actually four different species in uh chopped pieces so that you can again you can put that in almost any foods and a wonderful range of flavors and nutrition content. Um, am, I, am I right in thinking it's a complete food? It has all the nutritional... All yes, the it does. I mean, um, the longest anybody lived on seaweed uh, in, in, a, in a natural state was 52 days. Wow. Um, and they were healthier when they, when they finished than when yeah. they started. <laughs> but it, that doesn't mean people should only eat seaweed because you know there are there are much larger amounts of certain groups of nutrients in many many land foods but the the whole difference between land and and ocean vegetables is that um everything on the land is 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 much more diversified um you know we've got many many more species 
many more plants. And, and as they've become more and more diversified, they become more specialized. So with a, with a land food diet, you've essentially got to bring together a combination of, of different foods, which is what we do. That's why we, have, we need to have a varied diet. But when you go back to something like seaweed, it's kind of, you could say it's the original vegetable. It's, it's a primordial food. It was probably the first vegetable on the planet. And it, and it does contain everything uh, because everything is available to it in the ocean. So you actually don't need a vast variety of species. And pretty much, you know, any good, veg any good sea vegetable will contain, it certainly will contain virtually all the minerals, if not all. Um, it will, they generally have a, a much broader uh, vitamin content than, than land foods. And, that, and that's true across the board. Um, there are some more, more specialized uh, seaweeds that have their own particular um, spectrum of nutrients. But, but generally speaking, that is true, um, of certainly all the species that we reproduce. So it is, it is a complete food. Um, and, it, and it certainly fills all the likely gaps that people will have in a, in a, in a solely land food diet. And even if you eat fish, um, you don't. You know, you don't. Uh, you're not bringing back um, the same nutrients that are in that are in the seaweed. You said that you don't need too much. What's what do you recommend as a daily dose? Well, um, nutritionally, and this is what's remarkable, and, and you find it supported by you know the traditional Japanese diet. Um, what we found here is that um, in in order to fill those particularly mineral, but but all the micronutrient gaps which would include, for example, the, the B group vitamins and so on, which you only need in tiny, tiny amounts. Um, you only need about a gram a day, which up to sort of half a teaspoon. That's, yeah. that's probably one or two grams a day of, of dried, um, which is concentrated. Let's face it, you take all the water out. So you've, you've got a concentrated food in a, in a dried seaweed and a granular form. So that's a tiny amount, and it's so easy to get into the diet. I mean, there yeah. is absolutely no excuse for us not to use a little bit in our diet. And then what's really interesting is if you go up to, you know, six times that. So if you go up to a teaspoon and a half, or even to two, two teaspoons, which is a lot, you're then into the realms of nutritional therapy. Yeah. Um, after a few years in the early 2000s, um, a lot of new nutritionists started using our seaweed and they discovered that it was becoming therapeutic. That is, it would actually cure things um, at around sort of four grams a day, wow. which was up to eight capsules a day. So it would be like if you're using your culinary ingredient, uh, the sea greens culinary ingredient, you, you would be using... Um, you would be using one tablespoon, you know, a heaped tablespoon per day. Um, and, you know, even higher doses, uh, up to sort of, you know, one and a half teaspoons, people were curing very intractable uh, conditions like urinary tract infection and uh, bacterial infections. And this was really exciting. And, and then it wasn't until about 2007 when I went to Japan and one of the things I found there was that in the traditional diet, if you take a, a traditional 
uh, Japanese diet, it, it always contains, I mean, I was eating there in Kyoto, I, I was finding almost at every, every meal there was a little bit of seaweed somewhere. Yeah. And I found out more about this, and I found that uh, the traditional, in the traditional Japanese diet, they were using around four, I think the statistic was, the last statistic was 1969, 1969, and it was 4.6 grams per day. Wow. Now, now that is amazing, because clearly the Japanese had got to the point where they were using this at a therapeutic, what to us is a therapeutic yeah. day, on a daily basis. Yeah. Generally around 1% to 2% of their daily diet, tiny amount. And it's very interesting because as, as sea greens has developed, and we've got more and more into supplying um, into, the, into the daily diet through many different products, you know, like people baking it in bread, We've got people putting it into Rennie meals. We've got people like you who are putting it into your wonderful salad dressing and stuff like that. Your, what are they called? Salad? Sprinkle. Salad sprinkle. All these kind of very easy things to use every day. The more we got into that, the more we were asked the question, well, how much seaweed should we use in our product? And we, we were able to tell them, you know, well, you don't really need to use more than sort of 1% or 2%. So, you know, in a loaf of bread, um, you've got, you know, sort of a loaf of bread is 400 grams. That's, that's the sort of standard weight that you, that you use for a, for a family loaf of bread. And so you'd be putting, you know, no more than four grams uh, of, of seaweed in there, which is a table, a, a teaspoonful. So that gives you some idea of how much seaweed we actually need to use from the purely nutritional point of view. And then it's a question of taste. It's a question of how much you love it. You know, if you love it, you can eat lots. And, and let me, let me uh, bang on the head another myth that, that has been spread around, around seaweed, particularly because of its quite high iodine content. And, and um, most, most seaweeds have. Uh, sea, iodine is a very prevalent uh, nutrient in the sea. Uh, so virtually any seaweed will have a, a very good content of iodine and some have a lot. In fact, some have so much that you really do need to be careful and you need to know. It's like, it's like wild mushrooms. You need to know what to eat and what not. But all the ones that we're, we're using have sort of moderate amounts of iodine. And we've done research on this and we, we show that, you know, you, you, by, by eating any one of those species on a daily basis, you'll, you'll be sure to have uh, iodine sufficiency in your diet and that's great but there are lots of people particularly sort of the academics and, and a lot of doctors because iodine in a chemical form used to be put into people's food certainly around the 1940s and 50s and, and onwards used, they used to put uh, potassium iodide into salt table salt and so on so people were, were taking a chemical form of iodine into their body and of course the body doesn't utilize that very well. Uh, it gets stored when it shouldn't. Um, it, it gives uh, enormous kind of peaks of iodine and then, and then, uh, and then no, and then, then none. Whereas when you, when you have a natural, soluble, organic iodine uh, in seaweed, it, it's going in like any other mineral and it's being slowly digested in the gut, it's being slowly released, it's a very prolonged release and it, and it, and it you know, anything the body doesn't need, it will excrete. So, you know, you have to have receptor sites for the iodine. 
And when those receptor sites are full, um, then the body has enough and it just doesn't take it anymore. So it's nonsense that, you know, you have, you can't eat lots of seaweed because, you know, you're going to poison yourself from the iodine. And, and this is, this is being put, put around a lot. Yeah. I don't know whether you've heard this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you're saying you can't overdose on iodine and seaweed? No, no, no. I mean, there are, there are some species. I mean, let me give you a, I'll give you a, a very quick kind of picture of that. Um, the, the average content in the five species that we harvest is, is around the 500 micrograms of iodine. So you, you'd be using, you know, you'd be using around 500, you get about 500 or less or more, 500 micrograms of iodine per day, per gram. So, you know, per quarter of a teaspoon, a little bit of seaweed. There are a few species, like some of the ones that we harvest, Pelvisia, for example, um, it's very low, it's around 200 micrograms of iodine. But then there are some species out there, and, and one of those is it's called Saccharina. It's got a lovely, lovely taste, it's sweet, that's why it's called Saccharina. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kelp, it's a whacking great kelp. Uh, it's like a, you make, they make kelp forests out of it. Um, and that's a very big seaweed, it's very deep water seaweed, and the deeper water that you get into, the more iodine you have, because actually iodine is a heavy, heavy mineral. So it, you get more of it lower down, which is why they say don't eat too much um, tuna, because tuna swims at a low level and it picks up a lot of iodine. So um, that, that saccharina, for example, um, which is a delicious seaweed, but I would say don't eat so much of it. Have it occasionally as a nice gourmet seaweed in, in your, your food. Um, but it's not something I would take every day because it can have around 5,000 micrograms of iodine per gram, more or less. So here you've got a range between, you know, a couple of hundred, a couple of hundred micrograms in some of the species up to, you know, 5,000 micrograms of iodine, which if you took on a daily basis, uh, you know, yes, that's, that's a, a big imbalance of iodine compared to all the other minerals. So knowledge of iodine is going to take us a long way. It means that we, we can start using seaweeds very intelligently and even mixing them intelligently because they have these remarkable um, broad spectrum of nutrients. Does, really? that, does that help? Yeah, that's been really interesting, Simon. Thank you so much for your time. Okay. Um, can I give you one other bit of statistic? Yes. Um, there's a guy called David Thomas. He's a, he's a nutritionist. He's a practitioner. Lives near here. Done a huge amount of research on um, the loss of minerals in our diet. And from... In, in 50 years, the last 50 years, between 1940 and 1991, that's the years he did the statistics, uh, farmed, farmed meat has lost 41% of its calcium, 50, 54% of its iron. Vegetables have lost an average 50% of calcium, 25% iron and magnesium, and 76% copper and 60% zinc. Those, those are examples, but it does show you that 
over the over the years, first years, agricultural land has become less mineralized. And as our diet has become more consisting of manufactured foods, um, there has been this loss of loss of nutrients and foods. And even when you're on a raw diet and you're using a lot of raw vegetables and so on, depending where they come from and how they've been produced, uh, depends how much actual nutritional value they have. And I would say that even in, even in raw diets, even choosing organic food or biodynamic foods that have been produced with you know, good soil that's enriched with, with properly produced compost and so on, um, nevertheless, seaweed added to that compost and seaweed added to that soil and then seaweed added to that food um, is, is something that absolutely balances out and rounds out uh, our total nutrition. That's my, my sign-off point. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's, it's lovely talking to you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. You can check out the products we've been talking about by visiting Raw Living, rawliving.eu. If you haven't got uh, an account already, sign up for an account. You get £5 off your first order. And uh, you can also hear more of my interviews over on capemagic.com. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps. And yeah, thank you. See you next time.